This is Thoughts on the Table by DisgracesOnTheMenu.com. Welcome to the audio blog. Paolo here, back for another episode of Thoughts on the Table. Today, we're going to change topic. After this first series on flavor, uh, we're going to change completely subject and talk about Italian food around the world. And how am I going to do that? I'm in Vancouver. I'm not around the world. But thanks to technology, today we're going to start talking with a great friend of mine, Gino de Blasio, who is connected with me. Gino, good morning. Good morning. Where are you, Gino? I'm in uh, England, in Chester, which is between Liverpool and Manchester, so in the north of England. Fantastic, Gina, and you also have a beautiful accent. Great. <laughs> We're improving, <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> improving the quality of uh, the accent here from me, of course. Uh, the first thing I wanted to ask you is, um, I'm going to ask you some questions, just to just start okay. here. Um, out of curiosity, how did you start blogging, and where does your uh, passion for food come from? So I uh, began blogging about three, four years ago. And it was really um, for work. The companies which I worked for, uh, being digital agencies of marketing, they were doing something called blogger outreach, which is very common now. Um, and so it was about trying to find different audiences for different things and, and creating blog material. And I thought, oh, that's quite interesting, you know. And, and I got involved in the writing process and I enjoyed it. So I then set up my own blog initially um like everything it, it just started evolving and the more i started writing the more i realized oh actually i enjoy it but i needed to have a bit of a greater focus so whereas before i might have been talking about absolutely anything that you mm -hmm. could talk about yeah, yeah i know um i think what i started to do was focusing on the things that i enjoyed you know telling and 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 researching and seeing actually what elements were you know being picked up by other people as well what they were enjoying because it's nice to write the things that you you care about but it's also nicer for the people that care about it and share it as well i think because it it's just about sharing that information sharing that passion exactly uh, you know for me food is such an interesting topic because it explains civilizations Uh, it yeah. explains absolutely everything, the way we behave, the way we, um, we have grown, the way we, we've almost shrunk as well in certain aspects. <laughs> the, uh, way we the way we connect with each other. Yeah. Absolutely. And you see, it's, it's not just – food isn't just about what you're putting into your mouth. I mean, obviously, food is what keeps us all alive. Yeah. But I think food in, in itself has a very, very interesting history. And you can see how different cultures and communities are developed and grown through their food and their food patterns. Um, and so my earlier this year, I did something called uh, Giro Food, which was all about the Giro d'Italia. Oh, I see. And so where the riders would stop in different cities, I would try and discuss something about that city and then bring in to it what local delicacies were from that area i see But interesting yeah i wouldn't do it just by talking about the city i would do it about really kind of trying to find common examples so if i was to talk about naples i would talk about 
how a Guardian journalist spoke about the best pizza in the world is in America and how yeah. I disagreed. So, But I would, I would mention this journalist. I would mention his article and then I would talk about how the Neapolitans embrace their pizza and how it's so different. So it's very different. And I, basically, I think it's just, I think food is a great storytelling device. So basically. this is your, your newer project, correct? How do you pronounce the, the name of the, of the blog? So the new the new web project is Itozi. Um, it's a bit it's a bit of a strange title, but it was something uh, my friend said it one day, and I just thought that's really strange. But <laughs> is it, it like it, a, a disease in Italian? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in, in Italian it probably is. But um, I see, I see. <laughs> um, the disease of eating. It, yeah, it's it, it's talking well eating. And Tozy, I think, is just like a play on words with story. I think basically what I kind of conjured up for myself is I'm a bit of a, a food storyteller. I tell a story and then I introduce you the food and the history of the food. So that's what I'd like to, to try and introduce. And so that's the new web project, Itozy. And it's a really interesting project I've been reading lately. And uh, you're a great, great writer. Your stories are so Thank fascinating. You. And it's such a pleasure to read uh, your work. Um, and uh, learn about food this way, which is obviously what interests me uh, and what I'm, I'm trying to, to do as an Italian uh, food blogger here, in my case, in North America. As you know, my, my, my mission is, and that's how we met, is to try yeah. and communicate what real uh, food of Italy today tastes like, looks like, as opposed yeah. to the interpretation that sometimes we see uh, being portrayed. So I guess, did, did you feel something similar? Um, uh, the yeah. need to explain what is it like? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, I think uh, as well, one of the most important things is when, when I discovered uh, Quattro formaggi or fr formaggio. Um, as, <laughs> it's impossible as, to as, pronounce it, of course. It's, it's impossible. Yeah, it's designed I to absolutely, be. absolutely loved it because it was, it was everything which I think I've been trying to tell people uh, for so many years. So you've, you've, you've absolutely done something which I can go, no, you need to visit this website <laughs> because you, 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 are, you are spreading the truth of Italian food, which we need we need this you know um yeah. so I, i need to thank you because i think <laughs> what, what you do is but is is brilliant but definitely in england we we have many bad examples of of the interpretation of italian food and i think now there's almost this complacency that mm -hmm. that is the norm that to add cream to carbonara is the oh. norm oh <laughs> sorry you know so yeah no it's, it's it hurts painful, painful. it's painful yeah you're right it is happening here too and i wonder how is this happening uh, people are sort of synchronizing themselves they're discovering something and um, they're making maybe a random mutation of the original yeah. recipe somebody starts adding cream because it likes it creamy and then somehow it spreads like a virus and it goes everywhere what's going on i, th I think it's I think it's how they interpret what the flavor is mm -hmm. without truly knowing the technique to producing that flavor. Yeah, it's a good theory. So it's, yeah. so it's, it's almost like it's a shortcut. And, you know, if you look at you know, carbonara is, is essentially, you know, cucina povera. 
or yeah. the poor man's kitchen. And if you think about it, it it's a dish which is which is buried in at least we're talking two hundred years, mm-hmm. at least if not earlier than that, because there's obviously cacio e pepe. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're taking spaghetti carbonara or you know, really, I mean, traditionally, it was uh, the linguine alla carbonara, oh, originally, yeah. when you look at it. You know, eggs were available on farms because mm-hmm. people could keep chickens quite reg- freely and regularly. Mm-hmm. And pancetta, it was almost considered like the offcuts, the fatty offcuts. So if you take those two ingredients, they were quite common on farmlands and in small communities, which they could, which could be shared out. Yeah, exactly. But cream isn't, because cream being a dairy product, That's you right. also needed the right temperature, refrigeration to keep cream. So, Well, for me, it's something like, you know, if you think about it, carbonara is, like you said, eggs and bacon. <laughs> so it was born as something simple, and uh, it's delicious in its simplicity. Um, oh. Starting to modify it, uh, to me, you're, you're not making carbonara anymore. Right. Uh, and I actually think that if people were a little bit more honest mm-hmm. with what they were making. So if it was an Italian-American dish, then why can't there be, you know, an Italian-American restaurant? Why does it have to be an Italian restaurant? Yeah, it's something else. You should be clear about this. And then what happens is people uh, get used to this. That's why I started this uh, campaign, let's call it. Um, mm-hmm. By hearing some of my friends that said, you know what, I ate at that Italian restaurant, which I myself, Paolo, happen to love. <clears throat> and they say, no, I didn't quite like it. It's not what I expected. It, it really bugs me um, that you, you have created such an expectation that is completely different from the reality, and you're now um, preset in such ways. You know? yeah. And you think that that's Italian, so that's, that's what the problem is. Um, maybe it would happen to me if I were to go to Japan, that I'm used to sushi as it's served here, and maybe I'll be very disappointed to find out what sure. it really tastes like. It's possible. Sure, sure. It's like that with pizza for me. Pizza here, it's, you know, it, it is not what I have when I visit my family in, yeah. in Naples. It's, it's so completely different, but people will say, well, the pizza here is fantastic. <laughs> and, but it, it's then also changing what your expectation of that flavor is, which is... It's a, it's sad, but if you want to have pizza, you've got to live with <laughs> with what they're providing you is, I guess. So yeah, I mean, you know. in a, in a way, um, I adapt. You know, after a while, I guess not immediately. I drink Canadian coffee. Uh, I don't put any cream or any sugar in it because uh, it's weak. It's it's not very flavorful. Uh, so I want to taste whatever is left. It's almost <laughs> almost <laughs> homeopathic. That's how I call. <laughs> so, but but I, I do like it because I like coffee. I like coffee. Yeah. I just do, and so give it to me in any form. I'll take it. And I also like pizza. So you know, to some extent, I can do some Domino pizza. It's not yeah. a big deal, you know. But certainly, uh, it's something else, and we all agree that it is. And when I go to my favorite Italian place here, thankfully we now have at least one. Uh, oh yeah, it's like going back to Italy. It tastes yeah. right. So it, you know, I, I you know I do like my. Um, I don't want to say the name of the brand, but you know, we can it, the big chain coffee. Mm-hmm. It's not the espresso I'm used to, but that doesn't mean that I can't appreciate 
their interpretation, you know, and it's not trying to be Italian. It's not trying to be anything. It's just trying to say this is a latte. But if you go to Italy, latte <laughs> doesn't exist. It's, you know, you know, latte macchiato. And it's different, but it's very, very different in its whole creation. And I think interpretation um but yeah. you, like you say you know you've, you've got to you've got to appreciate i think what, what what you do have as well um for your flavors and if drinking weak uh, aromatherapy aromatherapy coffee <laughs> is, is the uh, is the way to do it then yeah, yeah. Uh, there are things that, that i be done. that it's i like uh, i like uh that when i i take a coffee right now it takes uh, maybe 20 minutes to drink a coffee You sit down, you have a conversation, you rest. And that's something that you don't get with the espresso. So coffee uh, this way has its perks. Gino, it's been great talking yeah. with you. I think we're up for uh, this first episode together. Thank you very much. So much to say. We'll continue this conversation very soon. Okay, thank you, Paolo. It was great. Talk to you soon.